All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Rolling through a lovely Thursday afternoon. Hey, good news. I was looking at the forecast. It's going to start uh, warming up over the weekend. And then uh, by next week, it's going to be good, real good. So uh, that's nice. Hopefully, you know what? We got some snow, hopefully, and we're going to get some more snow on the weekend. I'm all about the snow. Could do some cross-country skiing, get outside. I love it. It is The Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Thanks for tuning in. We always appreciate it. Uh, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Get in the game. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, if you like, if you've never tried, maybe you don't like a single-game wager, maybe just like the, the slots casino. Well, use the promo code CASINO50, and you'll get a free $50 wager at PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, Oilers, uh, I mentioned it. We have Sam Gagne coming back in tonight. Not 100% sure who's coming out. It's going to be Ernie unless uh, they deem that uh, Evander Kane, who's dealing with a little bit of a hand hand issue, uh, whether or not he's good enough to play. So he'll be a game-time decision. We know that Vince Dunn is out for Seattle again. Uh, that'll be a third straight game after he got injured in Columbus. And uh, Burakovsky, though, could be back in the lineup for the crack. And it'll be Joey Decord versus Stuart Skinner tonight in the Battle of the Nets. Minders. And uh, Joey Decord's been pretty good. He's got a 923 save percentage on the season. Uh, Stuart Skinner has a 920 over the last 22 games. He's 18-4 and four in his last 22 games. Um, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, as we go in the room, brought to you by... 
Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated with all new trailers in stock. They're ready to roll. Get them now at nextgentransportation.com. Uh, we uh, are joined now by uh, one of the most popular Oilers of all time. Uh, he's a current uh, radio host, a uh, big singer. Not sure he was great at karaoke, according to our uh, late friend uh, Robin Brownlee, but uh, George Lerac joins us uh, once again. Big George, how you doing, my man? I'm good, Jason. How are you? You know what? Uh, we're doing pretty well. Pretty uh, pretty well. Uh, things in Edmonton after our, well, when the, when the team has won 19 of uh, 22 games, uh, you know, people around, like, guys are cleaning their house. They're happier. You know, the cold weather's not bothering Oiler fans. Uh, like a 19-3 run, man, you don't see that uh, uh, very often. So uh, they're playing very well. But before we get to that, uh, I know uh, you, you're very good friends. Uh, you and Robin, um, of course, uh, met when he was covering the team, and you guys stayed really good friends for a long time. Um, give me kind of like a good memory. What's one of your funnier memories of Bronte? Well, you know, um, the thing is because, you know, maybe a lot of people, you probably talked about it, but Robin used to play lacrosse and he fought when he was younger. So, um, the fact that I was doing that that job and I was a fighter, uh, we have a lot of things in common. And when I came in the league as a rookie, I didn't know all the fighters that were in the league and he did. And we talked a lot about that job and about what I did and how I was and all that stuff. And we spent a lot of time because you understand the mentality of what I was doing, what I was going through when I was a rookie and when I was up, upcoming and how I was thinking because fighting is so mental and you understood it. So we've talked, we talked a lot. I remember um, the, day, uh, the, the day that I was going to fight Bugard for the first time in Minnesota again. He knew what was going to happen. So I talked to me. He talked to me. So, you know, as you know, when you're a fighter, um, a lot of people probably don't know this, but in a dressing room, when you know you're going to get into a fight, you can't show anyone that you're worried or you're scared because you're supposed to be invincible. If you show that you're scared, your teammate's going to be even more scared. <laughs> so you have to show that you're like, you're so confident. And, you know, it's normal to be scared. Your life is on the line every time you drop the glove. But Robin understood that. And when I talked to him about it, he understood, like, the anxiety that it gives you. So I was able to share stuff with him, which stuff that I would never do with my teammates because they don't understand. They don't have that job. They don't have to fight heavyweights. So they were not in my place. So that proximity that I had with him, it was awesome. And even though... When I went to other teams and when I did other stuff, we always kept in touch. I met his family a few times. I went to his house, saw his kids. Uh, you know, and I've always respected him. And I, was all, I would always tease him all the time on the road. Uh, a funny anecdote that I could share with you guys is one time I was in Minnesota, I wasn't playing. And when you're not playing guys are in the, up, like in the press box and the media, you guys also in the press box and, you know, to take notes watching the game. So... I was like two rows above him, and I kept throwing pennies at his head. And uh, big target, and kept, yeah. And, and he kept looking back, not knowing who it was. And I probably threw five, six of them. But in between my row and 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 his row, there was the wild Minnesota players. The row that was right there. He turned back, and Darby Hendrickson was there, and he started laying to him. He started yelling at him as loud as he could. Darby had no idea what he was talking about, but he was threatening him and was yelling at him. 
And I was just dying, but I didn't say anything. So Darby and Fabio like, what's wrong with that guy? And he just sat there and didn't say anything. When we went in the bus, I was like, I can't take it anymore. I have to tell Robin that it was me. When I told them, just before we got into the bus in Minnesota, Robin, he got, his face got red. He got so mad. It's like, I don't care who you are, tough you are. Let's go right now. <laughs> he challenged me to a fight before we got into the bus. And I kept saying, Robin, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was just a joke. Just a joke. He says, let's go. Let's go right now. So obviously, we didn't fight. I was laughing too much and I was apologetic. But then the coach, McTee, and everybody was like, what did he do to Robin? What did he do to him? Why does he want to kill you? So that was maybe the craziest and the funniest anecdote I could tell you about him. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bronte. You know what? what's funny is that you got to know him like, Robin before he had before he got married to Annalyn and had ki- and had Sam was very different, right? Once he became a dad, he really like, he calmed down a lot. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That is that was before that time. Yeah, there was an after before and an after that time. But you know, the one I have one thing that I've always wanted to see. Maybe you could help me for that. That, that maybe you could help me. I've always asked Robin to see the race that he did with Bob Stoffer. Oh, God. Uh, you know, the, the rolling race? Yeah, oh, good. <laughs> I, I remember, so Kevin Carries, of course, who hosts our morning show here now, when he was on Global, he put that on and he did it to the, and he put the soundtrack of Chariots of Fire. Oh, we were crying. We were watching that. Because, like, that was, like, the slowest race I've ever seen. But it was so funny between Stoff and, and Brown. Stoff was so excited that he beat him. And Brownlee was like, I don't even know how old Ruben was at that time. God, he had to be close to, like, you know, 50. And and, you know, it's, you know, could barely run anymore. But we were dying laughing watching those two, uh, those two clowns race down the sidelines at Clark Stadium. <laughs> it was I know, so but I, funny. I've always wanted, I've always wanted to see it. You've never love- seen it. No, can can you get it? Oh, I think I can get it. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll get it. I I will send a. Oh my god, that was unbelievable. Listen, on the twenty eighth, I'm coming down. Oh yeah, we'll have it for you. So I'm coming down for eight days. So I'll be there for eight days on the twenty eighth. So then uh, we'll, you'll have time to, uh, I, I've always wanted to see it. Oh God, you will, you will die laughing, buddy. Uh, when we, when they put that on TV, we were howling. It was so funny, but yeah, I'll, I'll talk to Carius. Uh, he'll know where they can get it for sure. They got it in the archive somewhere and we'll, oh, that is awesome. we'll get it for sure. Awesome. Um, George, I want to ask your thoughts on the Montreal Canadiens. As uh, like yeah. they're they're within striking distance. All of a sudden, you look at the. I know it's a long shot, and I know they're probably going to trade off guys. But you know their goaltending have like the other teams have kind of floundered, but they're, they're hanging around in Montreal. Maybe more than people thought they would be. You know, it doesn't. I don't understand the hockey anymore. In Montreal, Kirby Dock's done for the year. Yeah. New Hook is hurt. He's done for the year. Everybody's hurt. And to cave it in, and they don't. They don't. Montreal's finding ways to win. They're beating big teams. They're beating big teams too. They yeah. beat Colorado. Yeah. In regulation. It, it, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. And now there's a conscientious of all this that fans are like, well, if guys didn't get hurt, we'd be in a playoff right now. And one of the big reasons, as funny as this may sound, the three goalie system in Montreal is working. <laughs> it's working so much that they refuse to change it. We never said it was going to last pretty much all year. 
But each goalie is doing good. Montembeau, at $10 million for three years, the deal he just signed is a steal. So he's been playing like a number one. Uh, Primo, every time he's in, he's playing like they're playing. Not, if they win tonight in Ottawa, Primo's in. the two points from a playoff spot. I don't think they're going to make it. But still, it's remarkable the fact that with all the players that are hurt, that they're hanging in there. It's a huge improvement from last year. But I know that can't you said that next year the goal is to make the playoffs. So because of all this prospect they have at D, they have so much of it, uh, they're going to make some splash. They're going to try to get some offense because they have too many Ds. They want to make the playoffs next year. That's the goal of it. And with that back healthy and other players back healthy and all the young demand they could trade for a top like guns forward, like then there's even Zegris that could come into play. Uh, you know, there's rumors that Anaheim might be trading him and stuff. So Montreal's in a good position to improve the forward. So, uh, but yeah, it's very impressive what they've been doing so far. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. No, it has been. And you mentioned the three goalie system. So it, it's obvious Jake Allen's the one that they're going to want to move, correct? They're not going to move yeah. one of the other two guys. No, no. The, the, you know, the thing is, the only thing that is hard with Jake Allen is his contract for next year. Yeah. So, Jake Allen, at the deadline, they will move him. And if they, they, it's not so much about getting something in return. If they have to unload something for a team to take him, they might do it. Because at worst, they, they want to do a, a tandem with Montembeau and, and Primo next year. But to me, the best tandem that Montreal could do, and I've been talking about it all the time, is Askarov. Askarov is going to be dealt at the deadline of this summer at the draft. And the team that's going to get him is going to get an unbelievable goalie. And Montreal have the asset to go, to go and trade for him. I would love the Oilers to have Askarov with Skinner, one and two. You know, but it, actually, it would be one and one. It would actually be like Linus, Mark and uh, Swayman in Boston. They could become the best tandem in the NHL if we could have Askarov. I'd rather have Edmonton have him first. But if not, um, I know Montreal will inquire about him and stuff because uh, he's a promising goalie also. Yeah, well, Montembeau's been really good for them, right? Like, really good uh, in the games that I've seen anyway. So, now, what yeah, about... No, no, yeah, but you remember, you're right, Montembeau's good, but now in the NHL, goalies can only play seven games, uh, Jason. Now, uh, teams that adapt the best tandem, goalies that could do a split because there's always a goalie that's going to get hurt. That's why you need really... You need two number one goalies. Teams that have that, because all the teams that got their goalie that are hurt, they're in trouble. If your goalie's hurt, your number one goalie's hurt, you have number two or three goalie, then it's hard. So that's why when you're looking at that, yes, Motambo's good, but is he going to be able to keep it up? Uh, if you have a young goalie that pushed behind him, you know, is he going to be better? So those are all these things that are so important to also have a very good number two that could turn out to be your number one sometimes. George the Rock joined us. Yeah, well, it's great to have two number twos, but come playoffs, if you don't play them like Boston did, that's what happens. But uh, you know what? Uh, I still find that odd. They rotated goalies. None of them played more than two games in a row from November 15th on, and then they, they went with the Allmark throughout the, the playoffs and lost, which was uh, which was rather odd. Um, yeah. Sean Monahan is having a really solid season. In uh, in Montreal, and you know, I know that uh, Lindholm. There's a lot of people think Calgary's going to trade for uh, going to trade him. And I looked at Sean Monahan, and I looked at their numbers this year, and I look at the contract. I actually think you're going to get better value without having to give up as much for Monahan as you would for Lindholm. I'm not saying that that he's better than Lindholm, but this year his numbers are actually slightly better. He's always been a better goal scorer uh, overall. Lindholm's probably better defensively, but. 
is Monahan in your eyes like a really good third line center? Or do you think he could help a team in a top six role? No, well, okay. First of all, any team that will acquire him, he's not going to fit in the top six because okay. team that are team that wants to win the top six is pretty jacked up. But him, he could fill in a beautiful third line, and he's on base for fifty points this year. And his contract is so good, it's so low that at the deadline, teams that are against the cap to be able to get a guy like that, he will fit right in. So he's obviously a leader in the dressing room. I heard that there was a deal when he signed with the Montreal Canadiens that he agreed to sign the, a, a deal with them if it was going to be trade at the deadline so he could have a chance to win. So, and it looks like it will be so. So, you know, we'll, everybody was crossing their finger that he was going to get hurt this year because last year when he got hurt, obviously, we were able to trade him. So there's also a chance that he might be dealt before the deadline. So teams that are interested, as you know, teams last year, that's what they did. They didn't want to be scooped up by other teams. So some teams started it before for two reasons. One, they don't want other teams to get him. And two, for the chemistry to gel in much way before, you know, way before the deadline to make sure that the guy knows his teammates and then he's ready for a long playoff run. So, no, he's, uh, he's been playing really good in Montreal. And it's going to be tough. When he leaves, it's going to be tough for Montreal because he's been a really, really good leader to all the young cores that are there. How's, is Cole Caulfield just snake bitten this year? Well, you know, Cole Caulfield, in the beginning of the season, people were disappointed because he was on pace for like 15 goals. And they were wondering what was going on because, because this player, his job is to score goals. Yeah. If he doesn't, he's not a defensive player. He's not a checker. He has to score. So he wasn't a huge slump. But now, lately, he's been back to life. He's been like the call that we know more involved, more dangerous around the puck. So, um, you know, maybe, you know, it's a long season, 82, 82 games, right? So sometimes it happens to young players. Sometimes, like, you just sign a big deal. The NHL, things going to come easy, and, and you don't have to work. The NHL, you always have to work. You know, it doesn't matter the contract, the player that you are. If you want to score in this league, have success, you have to work, give everything that you have, because, you know, you're playing against the best player in the world. So lately, he's been on fire. And uh, it, it's been much more reassuring to see him play the way he's been playing lately, especially after signing that big deal. George, always good to catch up with you, man. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously we wish it would be on better circumstances when we see you next weekend uh, for uh, for Robin's funeral. But uh, we'll be there. We'll have some uh, – uh, I know it's a celebration of his life. Uh, they, they want it to be upbeat and funny, which is great. And uh, and we'll definitely uh, – we'll find the video so we can have some uh, laughs. Bronte would appreciate it. So I like that. Oh, that's awesome. We'll see you there. Thank you. That's uh, George Lorac. Uh, Join us to talk a little bit about uh, Bronte <laughs> throwing pennies at him in the press box. Oh, George did love to poke uh, fun. And, hey, George, you could give it to George too, but he loved to give it back. It was, uh, and him and Bronte, those two used to go at each other's like two huge men. Like George, a real big man, but Bronte, like, well, Bronte's melon was bigger. That's the one thing that was bigger for sure. He had uh, the big dome, which is great. And uh, speaking of Bronte, uh, we've had, uh, you know, a great day with the, uh, the GoFundMe campaign. And um, we're, we're come back. We've got an hour and a half. We've got something special to add to that that uh, I think you're going to enjoy next on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live and Orders Nation YouTube. 428, how are you? Jason Greger, Connor Halley, Sports 1440. Do another little uh, quick auction before the end of the show. Uh, we have 12 tickets in a suite 
to the uh, Oil Kings game tomorrow night with two underground parking passes. So uh, you load up uh, your group of friends, your hockey team. You go to the game, take it on the Raiders. So it uh, should be a very entertaining game tomorrow night. And uh, all the proceeds will go towards the uh, the Robin Brownlee uh, GoFundMe campaign. So uh, if you want to go tomorrow night in a suite, 12 seats, and the two parking passes, you can text 833-401-1440. 833-401-1440. Let's get to the oil report now brought to you by Volvo Cars Edmonton. They are Canada's number one Volvo dealership, mainly because of the great service. People keep coming back because how they're treated, not only during the sale, but afterwards and how they take care of your vehicle. VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. And the uh, Oilers looking for their 12th consecutive win against a team that's 9-2 uh, and two in their last 11 games. We're on a nine-game heater themselves. But uh, then they lost Vince Dunn and uh, lost two games in Pittsburgh and New York. Uh, the voice, longtime play-by-play voice in the NHL, the voice of the Kraken now, John Forslund, joins us and. John, obviously the, you know, they started scoring goals. I looked in that nine game winning streak. They were averaging almost a full goal a game more than what they have in their other 35 games this season. It's kind of been a little bit of a role reversal. Last year, everybody was scoring basically first line, fourth line defense. Uh, their goaltenders, save percentage wasn't great. This year, it's kind of been reversed. They're struggling to score, but their goaltenders, specifically Joey Decord, have been uh, lights out. So I guess tell me with the offense, we expected some regression, but have there been just too many guys snake bitten are they not uh generating as much as you would like uh what are you seeing from their scoring offensively hi jason well you know i i think at the beginning of the season it was it was it was more about uh snake bitten and coming off uh as you pointed out a sensational year and trying to follow that up and having every team do what every team's supposed to do you know don't take them for granted and and take them seriously and if you look at the games that the Kraken had at the beginning of the year in October it was a, it was three times at Colorado twice Carolina the Rangers you know they're playing a lot of upper echelon teams trying to measure themselves they're coming up short getting frustrated by it and there are a few games uh you know they've been to overtime 14 times they have nine overtime losses if you split the difference on on those they'd have a few more points so to be fair they're in the neighborhood of many games but they started to lose and with the losing came a little lack of confidence and the injuries started to become a factor and they never had their balance. And you're right. The secret sauce a season ago was their balance and career seasons across the board for many of the players. Now, in the last six weeks or so, uh, things have turned around. They're a little bit healthier. That's not the case tonight, but it has been. Uh, more or less a four-line attack with scoring, balanced scoring. Uh, Vince Dunn taking his game to a better level than it was at the beginning of the year, and he's a very important guy. Um, the defense and by by and large playing really well. I think I could say that for most of the season. Okay. And then there's Joey Decord, who took his game and has taken his game. He'll play tonight to another level, which has been among the best in the league when you look at his numbers and his metrics. So that's kind of where they're at, and they obviously they've got a long way to go. So it's going to be a scramble in the second half. Well, they're right in it with you know Nashville, Seattle, Calgary. You know they're they're right in it for sure. Uh, now they take on a red hot Edmonton Oilers team tonight and you mentioned Vince Dunn uh, he's tied for with Borkstan to, to lead the team in offense so it's a big blow uh, you know I, I don't know if it's just a, a coincidence that they win nine in a row and then they lose Dunn in Columbus and and now they lose two games uh, you, you know when you lose a guy who plays that many minutes on your team and other guys can step up and I really like Evans but it's just 
it's hard. You can't really replace a guy like that. Yeah. What's been the no. biggest thing they miss with him out of the lineup? Well, he's the most valuable player last year. And, and again, like everybody else was so-so at the beginning and then great, right? So, um, you know, he, he triggers their game. He and Larson, he and Adam Larson, your fans are familiar with him, obviously, yeah. um, have been a great, great pairing. They really have. And, and Larson's able to kind of just settle it and do his thing and not worry about too much, but just take care of business and let Dunn go and have his back. Uh, Dunn can carry the puck, as you know. He's got escape ability. Uh, he completes more stretch passes than, than any defenseman in the league, and that's doing large parts of the way they play. The Kraken do stretch out the ice. They, they, they move it quickly. They like to play that way, and he's that prototypical D that can play that way. Um, very good on the power play, and he has the ability to get his shot through, which is a challenge for a lot of defensemen in the NHL. The way the game's played today defensively, it's hard. It's hard to get point shots through. He does it. So uh, when they miss him and they slot Riker Evans next to Larson, who's been sick, but he's, he's okay tonight, um, you know, that's a big ask for a young player in his rookie season who has a really bright future. But that's kind of where, where it is tonight as they, as they line up against the Oilers. John Forslund joins us. And, John, you, you look at the Edmonton Oilers. Most people at the start of the year thought, hey, they'd be a really good team. And uh, they didn't start that way, but they have been that way now for the past two months. And they're not relying on Connor McDavid or their power play uh, to do it. When you look at matchups, is it going to be Larson and Evans? Do you expect them? Like young Evans is going to have to get the uh, the big challenge tonight against McDavid. Is, is that what you expect? Well, if it's not them and it's pick your poison, right? Because it's either Leon or Connor, right? So it's really hard to, to, to see where this goes. But it'll be interesting, um, you know, not being at home, what Haxtell decides to do with this. Jimmy Oleksiak and Will Borgen have been consistently – the best pairing, you know, with all due respect to the individual games that both Dunn and Larson bring, and now they're better as a tandem than they were at the front end of the year. Alexiak and Borgen, and Will Borgen is a guy who is completely off the radar. No, nobody really knows oh. much about this young man. You know, he, he's really developed into a player that's a legitimate top four defenseman, and he has a little bit of an edge to his game. He, too, can move the puck. He can join the rush. And Alexiak has been very, very good. This is the best we've seen out of Jamie in the, in the two and a half seasons, he's been a Kraken, so that's that's been good. Man, I love the toughness on that. Will Borgen play my team any day? I'm a big fan yeah, of his. Absolutely. Oh god, yep. I, I like how he plays. Um, what do you get a sense, John? Like, are the Kraken? Are they going to wait right till because they're right in it, and maybe they'd be a buyer, but they could easily potentially maybe be a seller uh, of some of their veterans, depending kind of how the next six weeks go. Is is that what you expect? Are you get any sense where Francis and the organization are leaning? Now, you never get any sense where Ronnie is on anything. I mean, he's as, as quiet and uh, protective of, of what he's about to do as you know, most of the GMs are, but he really is. Um, so anyway, just a look at this. Um, my read on him, and I, as you know, I've got a history with Ronnie. goes way back. Um, I, I think he's going to look at the group and give them a chance. Um, they owe a lot to these players. Uh, this is a very good group with tremendous chemistry that did great things last year. Uh, a lot of these guys understand that this, they're nearing the end of the window for this initial group. And the Kraken also are very comfortable with what's in the pipeline. Their draft choices have panned out well. Players that are in junior are really playing well. Uh, the minor league team has been very successful in the two years. There's kids that are chomping at the bit to make spots next year. So I think, you know, Ron knows this. 
knows there's another level coming. There's a further maturation of Matty Beneers and Riker Evans and so on. There's the Shane Wright situation. We'll see where all of that goes. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting. I, I don't think he's going to throw his arms up and say, I give up. I don't think that would be my answer. I don't think he's going to do that, uh, even though he might and should. I think he, if this team is in the neighborhood, he's probably going to try and support it. Uh, a few weeks ago, he went out and made a quiet trade. They needed something. He went out and got Tomas Tatar. He's been good. He couldn't find a slot with Colorado. It just wasn't working out. He wasn't getting the ice time needed for his skill set. You know, he's not a grinder. And with that Colorado group, he just wasn't finding any harmony with their big boys, so it wasn't happening. Uh, he's had some success with this team, and uh, Ronnie went out and made a deal in and around the holidays. So I think that's where they're going to be. They're, it's funny, it's an excellent question, because the three-year renewal period with season tickets are, are up this year. Yeah. And uh, there's pressure in Seattle more than people think. Uh, it's not, you know, a honeymoon, and we're just happy to have an NHL team. They want a winner. Yeah. So um, if they got a chance to snip a spot and get there, they're going to go for it. And lastly, John, what are you hearing on uh, Shane Wright? He's got 14 goals, 24 points in, in 33 games. Decent numbers, not, you know, not, not great, but the NHL yeah. is a really tough league. Where Where is he at in his development? Well, without seeing him on a regular basis, it's really hard for me to give you an opinion. Um, based on what I see statistically, like you say, it's okay. So you look at box scores and you look at what's going on, and, and he's in and around you know, double digits with goals, and he should be, because he plays in every facet of the game. So as the season progresses, and there's certain situations that arise because of injury and, uh, and need, and his name isn't in the mix, then you start to think, well, he needs more time. So I think the safe answer is that he's getting everything he needs this year at the American Hockey League level, which he wasn't able to do last year. This is the first time he's been able to be with one team at the pro level, play in every facet of the game, and learn, for better or for worse. Uh, they lost last night. He didn't have a point. Um you know, so he'll take his lumps too. That's a good league, as you know. So um, I think that's where it is. Um, uh, they want to make sure they give him every opportunity to do it all there and then be ready when the time is right. Uh, that last year wasn't fair to him, wasn't fair to the team. Uh, There's a lot of confusion as to where he should play, and everybody had an opinion about this. And it really clouded the kid, and I think it was it was tough for him. He had a good playoff, but he wasn't a he wasn't a go to guy in the Calder Cup playoffs, and they went all the way to the final, lost in Game Seven. So uh, that's where it is. But he's still, as you know, very young, and uh, we'll just see where it goes from here. John, uh, we look forward to seeing you at the ring tonight. Have a great call. Appreciate your time. All right. Thanks, Jason. Keep up the great work. Thank that you. is uh, John Forza, man. He is one of the best play-by-play voices in the league. If you get a chance, well, buddy, fantastic call of the game. Fantastic. So, and, you know, what I like about John was um, the, in Carolina, the, the owner didn't want to pay him. He's like, all right. Went to free agency. Got, uh, got a fair uh, value contract for himself uh, with Seattle. I like it. Uh, five questions is, uh, is coming up uh, and more. On Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. 445. Game day on Sports 1440. Jason Greger, Connor Halley, with you. I like it. Hope you're having yourself uh, a wonderful day. And, uh, man, uh, many cons wear these tickets at. The new tickets that came in. Uh, well, give me a sec here. I'm just going to bring it up. I think uh, like the standing, uh, like, at the top of the uh two club seats and barrier free two club seats 
Ooh, tell me what section. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Ooh, clutch. Nice one, yeah. On-site modular storage sends those in. It's loading very quickly here. Actually, I shouldn't say very quickly. Ticketmaster can be Okay. Well, when you slow. get it, don't worry. We'll uh, we'll update. But so there are two club seats is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oof. Well, how about that? Two club seats for tonight's game. And uh, he wants to, uh, the you, you bid on them, you go go to the game, and uh, the money will go to uh, to Bronte and his family. Well, it's really to Bronte's family because, unfortunately, Robin's no longer here. Wow, club seats. I like it. So can you go? Guess what? You want to go? 833-401-1440. Put in a bid and a uh, top bid at uh, 550. You'll be going to the game tonight. Uh, two club seats, great seats for the Orders and the Kraken. They could win their 12th consecutive game. Not bad. No guarantees, but they're playing really well. They're playing really well. I think if they have a good first period, they can skate from there. First periods lately have been a little bit slow, but we'll see. The other fun little stat, how about this? Because I love stats. Connor McDavid. Now, he's on 11-game point streak. Uh, he only has three multiple point games in this 11-game heater. They have not needed Connor McDavid. He obviously had the great game against Philly when he had five points. But other than that, you know, he's chipping in, which is great. He's playing well. He's physical. He's doing lots of stuff. But it's not like he's carrying the team offensively. They're like, well, they need McDavid to get three points or they can't win. He's gone now. Uh, his last five games, he has a point in every game, but he only has one point. Do you know how many times Connor McDavid goes even six games or even five games without not having at least one multi-point game? So in his last 500 games, only three times has Connor McDavid had six games where one of them wasn't a multi-point game. Now, he had five points in six games. He had four points in six games. And earlier this season, when he was banged up, he had a stretch where he had uh, he went had a point, three games without a point, a point, then a game without a point, and then he went on a roll. So it's rare that he even goes six, never mind five, because five's happened twice, including this time. No multi-point games for McDavid. He's due. He's crazy. And the orders are winning without him doing it. So a uh, little stats for you if you're thinking play Alberta Dotsie, if you like a prop bet for multi-point uh, game, it's a pretty good one to consider. Those tickets, Gregor, maybe the best seats in the house. Section 102. Oh, right at center ice. Center ice behind the Oilers bench. What row? I mean, what? Well, yeah, what the row? The barrier free. Oh, they're barrier-free, so dude. Those the, are unreal. These are elite seats right oh now. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Jeez. I'm going to have to bid on these. <laughs> Honestly, like that's... Seriously, I'm opening up the bidding myself at 300 bucks. I love sitting at center ice. Are you kidding me? I'll go with 300 to start. So uh, let's go there. I love it. So we, sweet. Uh, let's get to uh, five questions now brought to you by The Brick. Uh, you can save three times the tax when you uh, buy two uh, major kitchen appliances. Uh, brands like Samsung, LG, Whirlpool, and GA. They're on sale right now at The Brick and TheBrick.com. <laughs> It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Greger, question number one. Let's get a score prediction tonight and a bold prediction for the Oilers Kraken. Well, my bold prediction, I wrote about it today at OrdersNation.com, is that uh, the 51-game drought ends tonight. Connor Brown. (laughs) Gets a goal. Connor Brown was around the net a lot last game. I think he is due. So I'm going to say 28 ends at 51. And uh, the Oilers pick up a 4-1 victory. It's Cody CeCe's streak out right now. Oh, geez. He hasn't. 1-0. It was, well, no, it was 80. 80 um, 
no, 78 games last year and then whatever they played this year. So they've played, what, 40 games? So 40 plus 78, one, uh, 118. That's where he's at. I'm going to go very bold. Cody Ceci gets off the schneid, puts one in the back of the net, and uh, I'll say the Oilers find a way. I'll say the Kraken have an okay start, but the Oilers surpass them in the end and win 5-1. Goal scorers get going, have some points. Question number two, if there were power rankings for the Vesna, and this kind of comes in for a question we had on Fantasy Frenzy today, how high up right now, with this slow start, do you think Stuart Skinner would be? Um, well, because... Y- yeah, the slow, if you erase the slow start, but then I'd have to look at every goalie and say, okay, can I take out his seven, a stretch of seven bad games? Well, how different uh, would they look, right? So I'm going to say, yeah, he wouldn't be in the top ten still because you're going to have Hellebuck, you're going to have Demko, you're going to have Bobrovsky, yeah. uh, you're, you're going to have Connor Ingram, uh, you're going to have Cam Talbot. Uh, who else would be ahead of him? Uh, Joey Decord. Um Jeremy Swayman uh, would be ahead uh, of him. So, but you know what? He keeps rolling. He'll he'll be moving. Carter Hart would be ahead uh, just based on the full season. But the thing is, it's such a, a seven games out of uh, what? How many starts has he had? Twenty nine, right? So, so it's still like twenty five percent. But as the season goes along, seven out of fifty five is a much lower percentage now, right? Now you're down to like. 13, 14%. So you could look at those numbers, and the problem was it was so bad just at the say percentage, but you have to look at other things, right? Expect goals above expected and all that. Um, if Skinner continues this, uh, he would be in the top 10 for sure. There's no, like, I'll tell you right now, in the last two months, Stuart Skinner's in the top five, not even a question asked at all. And uh, it, it could argue they'd be top three. Hellebuck's still being unreal. That's what's great. As good as Skinner's being, Hellebuck's still being better. He has been, he to me is the, uh, he's the front runner right now at the Vesna halfway point of the season. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, I, he's been fantastic the last little while here, but he's going to have to string that together for, a, you know, the entirety of the season to, I think, even get his name mentioned in that top couple names. So I'll say outside the top 10, but good to see him have some success as of late here for the Oilers. Question number three uh, if the Kraken are healthy, would you have considered them a playoff team this year? Played some really good hockey as of late before a few injuries. Uh, I didn't pick them to make the playoffs at the start of the season. I thought last year they had everything aligned for them offensively. Like they were the fifth. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Highest scoring team in the NHL last year. And if you look at the roster, like when that many players have career years and then their whole fourth line was gutted and the fourth line produced Sprong had 21 goals. Geeky had 28 points. Ryan Donato had, I think, uh, 17 goals and they got rid of all of them. They didn't qualify Sprong. They didn't qualify Geeky. And so it's going to be very hard to find like fourth line, heck third line guys that can replace that scoring. So I didn't have Seattle making the playoffs and, you know, Vince Dunn's hurt now, but he just got hurt. He's only missed. This will be his third game. So mm-hmm. I know I know Grubauer's out, but honestly, Grubauer was terrible last year. His numbers were terrible again this year. Him being injured's helped them because Joey Decord's gotten to play more. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I had them in the playoffs at the start of the year. I thought I had them squeaking in there. Obviously, the last stretch they had maybe gave me some hope that it might make the prediction come true. But yeah, unfortunately, I just don't think it's going to happen. Obviously, the injuries are going to be tough. Uh, and tonight, playing their third game in four nights with the travel. It's going to be interesting, Gregor. Question number four, the American Express Open underway as is the 2024 PGA Tour. So I want to ask you, is there a golfer you're paying attention to just a little bit more than the others this season? Oh, that's a good question. Um, are we talking on the PGA Tour? You can go anywhere you want. You go L- LPGA if you want to. Uh, well, Brooke Henderson is always the one to probably <laughs> pay the most. You know what? I'm actually going to say Corey Connors because he's been around it. You know what? He's been close, and I just I, I wonder if we – I'm very curious about him on the green because you know, if his putting improves, that guy could win two or three tournaments. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Corey Connors. I'll, I'll stick with the Canadian Adam Hadwin, a uh, guy we're always kind of monitoring all these Canadians, right? Whenever it's a bigger tournament, where are they on the leaderboard? Uh, I'll go with Adam Hadwin for me. Uh, as that, that golf show on Netflix where they kind of followed them around kind of got me more into golf. So I'm certainly going to be paying more attention than I usually do this, this upcoming season. Final question for you. Kevin Costner turning 69 years old today. Obviously, he's been in a lot of films, some uh, TV shows. Who... Or what of his characters or films would you say would be atop your power rankings? You go first. Okay. Well, there there's a few for me that, you know, obviously I'm, I'm a big fan of. If, you, if you've ever talked to me in or around the NFL draft, I'm going to say draft day. Uh, his portrayal, uh, you know, as the GM of the Cleveland Browns and what he does, trading away the first overall pick and then bringing it back plus more just because he wants to with the Seattle Seahawks. Always going to lean towards draft day, uh, but uh, also going to have to throw a little bit of credit out there to the highwaymen. Uh, that's the uh, the story of chasing down Bonnie and Clyde, and uh, that was one that was done by Netflix. I don't think it has the, the critical acclaim of some of his other films, but I enjoyed it, so I'll throw that in there as well. Dude, he has so many good movies. Yeah, it's a good list. No, like, honestly, he has, it, you know, and it varies from, you know, he's got some comedy movies, you know, Tin Cup, Bull Durham. I love Bull Durham, uh, by the way. Um, you know, and then he was in, you know, he's in kind of like, uh, like for love of the game still might be one of my favorite Costner movies, but it's hard for me to go dance. I can't go ahead of dances with wolves. Like I love dances with wolves. Uh, I know it's probably too long for you, but, um, I named one of my cows two socks 
um, after uh, uh, The Wolf in the movie. It was, I love that movie. Um, Dances with Wolves is such a great, Tatonka. Love it. I love that movie, man. I, uh, took, he, and he had lots of good ones. The Highwaymen's great, but uh, I'm going with that one and I'll go um, Bull Durham because they're very different. Right. So I got to go with one comedy. Got to go with one a little bit more of a drama. But think about it. Like I could go the untouchables. He's amazing. And I really liked him in Robin Hood. God, like I go through the list, man. Coster, JFK. God, he's got a lot. The bodyguard. You know, I know Struddy's probably screaming. <laughs> what do you mean not the bodyguard? Just loves it. Like think about how many good movies he's had, man. Like, are you kidding me? Did you watch Yellowstone? I watched Yellowstone. And did, did it drop off? I the fa- end? Well, well, first of all, they did the first half of the final season, and now we're just waiting for the second half. I'm like, is this the longest wait ever for the second half? Um, my only thing with with Yellowstone was at times it, it just got over the top. In, it just wasn't believable now. A little bit too much in the characters. Like I'm just like, okay, like enough's enough. So, but I'll watch it. Like I'm pot committed enough, and I like it. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping the next time it just. You know, there's a few of the characters who are just too over the top for me. But he's good in that. He's good in that show for sure. He plays the character very well. He's a real good dick. But man, he he has got so many unreal movies. Is he underrated? Oh God, yes. Like I for the so. quality of movies that he has, maybe he doesn't get looked at the same way as some of the big time Hollywood stars. But you're right. Like we just listed off a bunch there. I don't think we even mentioned Field of Dreams. Yes, Waterworld. I think some people were a big fan of. Was it my movie? I liked Waterworld. I thought it, I thought it was not nearly as bad as as the critics claimed it was. <laughs> yeah, Feel the Dreams is great, right? Have a catch. Oh come on! Every father, when you watch that one, you're just like, oh, it hits you <laughs> right in the feels, man. You're just like, oh. Now my son, we play catch, and I, you know what? Honestly, the first time he's like, Dad, you want to play catch? I was just like, oh my god, this is my Feel the Dreams. Oh, this is unreal, <laughs> and I get it. I totally get it. There's just there's something. It, you, sometimes maybe you say you're having a conversation as you're throwing it. Or some, you're just you're just being there present with one another. I love it. You do it with your son. You do it with your daughter. Awesome. But it's uh, in the movie. It was, you know, dad and son. And it's just, I love it. It was, it was great. So, but yeah, he's got so many good flicks. Like I could easily have a Kevin Costner weekend of movies. You know, like when I retire and I'm like, I got nothing to do. I'm going to spend a day and or a weekend. And it's just going to be movies. Oh, be great. I would uh, I would gladly do it. He has uh, he has a boatload of good ones. Uh, I quite like it. Different genres too, which would keep yes. it, keep it well, interesting. Well, that's the thing. You can you can go from you know a little bit of rom coms, then you've got some some a uh, little bit romantic ones that aren't necessarily comedies. Then you've got you know drama ones, and then of course you got the Untouchables. I love it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big uh, Highwayman, right? Um, he had the one with his son. Um, oh man, God, I can't remember. It just came out. Like Wyatt Earp. I'm pretty sure he's in Wyatt Earp. Is he not? So even the postman, I didn't mind the postman trying to think of some other movies of his. Um, cause I just got so many mall. Isn't he in Molly's game? Yeah, we did that in the movie watch. I don't remember his role, but I do remember that movie being very good. Yeah, like he wasn't a major part in it, but but he's still in it. So, um, oh, what's the other one that, uh, um, uh, the romantic one with, uh, oh, God. Um, Message in a bottle? I think that might be it. 
Maybe I'm getting him wrong. Maybe I'm getting him mixed up. But I think he's in mess. I'm pretty sure that's the. Uh, I'm sure, I'm 100. Look it up. I'm I'm 90 sure that it's message in the bottle. So I like it. Uh, yeah, but uh, dances with wolves. It's great, man. Great. Hey, Gregor, Yellowstone is unrealistic to you, but feel the dreams. Buddy down a booster juice. Huge Kevin Costner fans. Huge. You get one of their smoothies. You get the app. You know, just sit at home. Download it right on the app. It's great. Nutritious and delicious. It's Booster Juice. Here's Connor Allen.